Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined by Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Developer Advocate at Microsoft, and Brianna Wu, Democratic Candidate for Congress. And today is going to be uh, probably our first big iPhone <laughs> 10 episode. Yeah, oh, it's, our, it's, our, it's our first followed one. Followed by our second big iPhone 10 episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Followed by the one when I'm, I'm trying, I'm, you guys, I'm serious. If you guys are down for it, I want, I'm not going to be here in two weeks on, I guess it is the 14th or 15th because yeah. I'm going to be in New York. Yeah. But I, my mom got, she's going to get hers on the 10th. I want my mom to be a guest on Rocket. I, Please. I love that. that I want this great. so much. Yes. I want to yeah. hear her thoughts. I mean, moms, tech savvy moms are like, the best I use agree. case for phones because they're well, on the especially they have so many people to talk to. Well, especially tech savvy moms who've only become tech savvy because of their daughters and because yeah. they listen to podcasts such as Rocket. Aww. I love Aww. it. I love it. My Your mom, mom listens to the show. Because she's a Southern woman. She's going to have so much <laughs> talk about all the people in her town. <laughs> it's she is great to hear about. She that. is. Like, and, and, yeah. and but genuinely, like I wasn't even aware of this and I felt a little <laughs> uncomfortable because my mom listens to this show every week and I was like, oh, Oh wow, wow! Like, I wasn't aware. I I figured that she tangentially caught up. No, she listens every week. Oh no, gosh. we have to go back and retroactively delete every story <laughs> you no, told we don't. about high school. I mean, it's fine. She's she's heard significantly worse from me. I am her daughter. She does know me, but but it's funny. Is she um, concerned about Simone? Because yeah, is she, is she okay with me? Does she oh, yeah, like no, me? I, I, on a, oh yes, she. Loves I really need I to be liked by my friends' parents. It's um, kind of my a, thing. A, here's like legit truth, and, and, and I wish I was wrong on this because it sometimes in my childhood was was aggravating. My mom is so good that my friends would come over to my house not to hang with me <laughs> at all, to like talk to my mom. Like I'll never forget my 16th birthday. There were a couple of girls who like rather than like hanging out with me at my party were like blabbing to my mom about their love lives. <laughs> wow. I love that. That's That's a good mom. That's a good yeah. kind of mom. And I'm so, going to make her so, love me and I will be her favorite she, child. Yeah, no, <laughs> she, she, I, I think she probably already loves you more than me. And, and right. she loves you too, Bree. So, yeah. All right. That's great. Now, That's great. as we speak, I am downloading iOS 11.1 because you have just told me that it brings back the uh, 3D touch to open the multitasker, which yes, is what I've been waiting for. It also brings a bunch of emoji. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite fix all the bugs that exist in, in iOS 11. I literally uh, don't care. All I want but, is my multitasker back. I did no, I mean, not come that, all the way to better. 2017 to go back to pressing the home button to get to my freaking multitasker. And once again, Thank shout you. out You're to the wrong. Rocket listener who told me that I could do the 3D touch to make that work. You changed my life and then Apple just took it away again. But they added it back. They added it They're back. They're bringing it back. I knew they'd bring it back, but it's been driving me crazy waiting. Enough about my iPhone 6S, though. Well, you give the introductions, but I want to hear everybody's like ordering night story. That was yeah. going to be my first question was I want to hear because both of you had very different ordering night experiences I and I did not order it. We did. Oh, so tell me, Brianna, uh, you go first. Okay. okay, see, I don't want to start. I, I don't, don't want to do it. So do it. 
I've been reading like politician books on like charisma and you know how to be charismatic with people. And, you know like, how you're charismatic, things- Brie? You're yeah. charismatic by being relatable. And okay. this your story is going to be My relatable to a lot story. of people. Okay, I can do that. I'm just saying I don't want to like start the show with a bunch of negative energy. But this was this was a bad time. I did not <laughs> I was unhappy. This is your this. this is your story that will humanize you and make you relatable okay. to the people. <laughs> so okay, so I'm like I'm thinking like, okay, I'll get an hour or two of sleep and I'll get up at three and that doesn't happen. I'm so wound up that like I'm up till three. I'm like ordering stupid stuff off Etsy, you know, and do it. And the Apple store is freaking down for everybody on my (laughs) Mm -hmm. coast in Boston. Like it's three o'clock. It rolls around. I'm like, oh, well, maybe it starts at 301, 301 down, 302 down, 302. It gets to like 3.12 and I finally get like, I've got three computers in front of me. I'm refreshing. And finally, um, if I remember correctly, it was the, uh, the website on iOS on my iPhone would work. And I go through and I place the order and it keeps timing out. And it keeps failing. And those of you, just in case you don't know this, I'm on the yearly upgrade program. Like I got a loan through Citizen One last year. And like I pay more every month to have the option to send back my uh, old phone and then get an upgrade every single year. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm in the fast lane. Like I'm not going to have anything to do. This is going to be easy. Wrong. Because I ordered the iPhone, I go through, I place the order, I get the biggest one, and you know, by this time it's like three, three twenty in the morning, and I have a date that's gonna be shipped on the 14th. And I'm like, fine, that's great. And I go to bed and I get an email the next morning saying, Oh, sorry, like even though you've been paying on this loan forever and the account is all set up, we're canceling your whole order because something was wrong with your paperwork on the loan end. And I'm trashing my house. I am so angry. I'm so upset. No. Um, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm off my game all day Friday and Saturday. Like Saturday, I'm in New Hampshire. Like, I'm still off my game from, like, staying up stupidly till four in the morning, right? And then having to get up at nine. So Apple wrote me, and I don't know if they did this to everyone that had errors or if it was just, like, me because I was tweeting about it. But they they wrote me and were like, okay, give us the new order number and we'll take care of this. <laughs> so they did that. And supposedly I'm going to get the phone on the right day now. But then today I checked my thing and they're shipping it to a completely separate address. What? (laughs) So I've got to go figure this out. What? So, yeah. (laughs) I am not happy with Apple right now. Oh, boy. Wait, I want to know, like, is is the address just like, is it an address that would have been associated with you or yeah, is it just like a say, random? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was back when, um, you know, it was the house we were living in during Gamergate, which someone oh, else was yeah, the old address. Okay. So, right. so, so it was attached to your Apple account at some point, at but some point, but it's at not some point, now. but it isn't right. anymore. Okay. Well, right. they should hopefully be able to switch that, but that'll I problem. called them today and they're having to get a manager involved to do it. So for frick's they're going to call me back today. And then I'm like, I tell the woman at one point, I'm like, Guys, I'm running for Congress. It's stupid enough that I'm staying up till three in the morning to order an iPhone. I can't spend a year on the phone with you guys about this. So it's kind of weird that there was to. not like an option to confirm your address, right? In that process, 
Yeah, well, uh, it should have been there. Let's hear point. the uh, the happier version of events. <laughs> Christina, last week you were so concerned that you didn't know where to line up. Uh, you, yep. Seattle, a new wild land for you to explore. Tell us how it went. Um, I was very concerned. And and so I, I did, you know, so I don't do the iPhone upgrade plan. And I, and I think that in this year, that was probably to my advantage. I'm probably going to do that in the future. Um, in the past, you know, full disclosure, it was always a weird thing because I would buy my own phone, but I would always, I would also get a review in it. And so if I needed to wait a week or two, I could, although last year I actually didn't, I got it at the same time and, and some other times I did too, but you know, I would get review units of usually the, the, the big and the small and I would also buy my personal phone. Um, this year, I'm obviously not getting review units because I'm no longer a journalist. Um, but I, so like you said, I was, I, as I said last week, I was really concerned. Um, but so, so my, my, my plan of attack was five devices, two laptops and I were well, three laptops, uh, <laughs> an iPad, um, my, um, MacBook pro, my surface book, Grant's MacBook pro and, um, my iPhone. So I had five different devices going and my plan was three of them were going to be hitting the Apple store or the, um, apps, the Apple store app, because historically that's been the best thing. Although as Bree noted this year, it, it, it was not a good thing. And then two of my, um, approaches were going to be to try my carrier, which at this time is Verizon. I've, I've been wanting to switch to, I've been wanting to switch to T-Mobile for a long time. I'm actually really glad I haven't yet. And the reason I haven't is because I knew it was kind of going to get a pain, be a pain. And I, I frankly wanted the unlocked full great phone, which the Verizon one always is. So um, I was, you know, I, I logged into Verizon's website, both um, from uh, from Grant's computer and then from one of my other devices. And it was saying you can't do pre-order until 12.01 a.m. and it made me enter my username and password. Well, Grant, for whatever reason, at like 11.57 or 11.58, <sighs> clicked refresh. And he was like, it's loading for me and it's letting me, you know, I put in my username and password. He was like, it's letting me take an order. Yes. So I was able wow. to place an order via Verizon's website before everything, before it officially opened. So you like 11.58. devious. So at like 11.58 a.m. Or, or, or 2.58 a.m., I had my 256 gigabyte silver, <sighs> um, you know, iPhone order placed. And then, and, and I, and then I, I was concerned and I was like, well, should I get, you know, a second one? Because I didn't know for sure. I was like, is this really going to go through? And then I, I hurriedly, this is like 12 o'clock, 12.01, I opened up the Verizon app and I placed a second order. <laughs> and I got that one too. So um, yeah, I Verizon came through to me. And it was so funny because when I tweeted, got it, I got a slew of responses, including people who work at Apple who were like the website or the app. And I had to respond, you know, like truthfully, Verizon. And, 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 you know, this has happened to me before, but it's been a long time. Like it's probably been five years since, um, actually no, when I got the iPhone six, I got it through Verizon as well. It was easier to get it through Verizon than it was through Apple. But historically, cause I've done this a, a bajillion times at mm-hmm. this point, um, it's usually better to use the official Apple app or, or their website. That's usually the way to go. And, and in, in some years, that was the only way to go. And, and then AT&T would, would um, crap out and you'd be like in a, in a mess of hurt. But um, like with the iPhone 4, where I had to wait in line for eight hours for a phone that I'd reserved. Um, God, because that's AT&T a broke. special version of hell right there. Oh it, re- oh, it really was. I was waiting with a guy who legit told me, 
that he waited in line for less time for Beatles tickets. Um, he also he also waited less time for Elvis tickets. But so but but I felt like it was blasphemous to say the iPhone four is bigger than the Beatles. I felt like that was blasphemous. So my headline was the iPhone four is bigger than Elvis. Um, and but but that guy told me that like he'd waited in the sixties in line less time for concert tickets. To there were less the biggest... people back then, you know. Um, but, but, <laughs> but but think about it. The Beatles are like the biggest band in the history of the world and he waited in line for less time to get Beatles tickets at their height of their fame than he did for an iPhone 4. Fair enough. But, but, um, all those teens couldn't get a ride. Regardless, I somehow got my phone. So I will be getting there on Friday. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Um, and, and then what I'm going to do is obviously because I'm, I bought it full out, although I like, like, like I, I do think I'm going to move to the paint, the, um, the upgrade plan or whatever in the future, but because I bought it full bore, if I want to, in two weeks, switch to T-Mobile, which I've been thinking about doing for a long time, I can do it, you know, and mm-hmm. I'll just have, you, could, yeah. you know, and that's not a problem. So, but, so I was very lucky. Would you want to though? Like, uh, I, it's a whole nother show. We've got it is so a whole much other show. stuff. Yeah. The reason I'm thinking about doing it, Brie, honestly, I know that the coverage area is better than Verizon, is better for Verizon, but it would, for me personally, I would save like $120 a month. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, so we'll talk about iPhone. Uh, that way, you get ten more channels on Apple TV. That you can well, or I mean, or or I mean, <laughs> alternate theory. That's another iPhone. That's an iPhone 10 yeah, next year, or an iPhone true. 11 that's next true. year. So, that's true. That's true. I love so, the image um, of you just carrying around three iPhones and being like, "Well, I'm saving so much money with T-Mobile." <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. So yeah, and no, then um, Jean so, Legere would put you in a commercial. <laughs> He probably would. You know, we're Facebook friends and Twitter friends. Oh my god! So this could happen. He comments on my, well, let, let's he, get into, he comments let's dive on into my Facebook some posts. reviews. And actually, before we dive into some reviews, I'm going to tell everyone that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number Ooh. one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. You can get thirty dollars off your first delivery and free shipping by going Ooh. to blueapron.com/rocket. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while also supporting a more sustainable food system. They set the highest standards for ingredients and they're building a community of home chefs who probably all like get together and swap foods with each other and have wonderful dinner parties. I don't know. That sounds like a fun life, fun community of home chefs. Join the community of home chefs. Form your own. Get your friends into Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes, along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals in 40 minutes or less. Each meal comes with step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe cards and pre-proportioned ingredients. You don't have to worry about doing horrible, horrible math. By shipping the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, Blue Apron is reducing food waste, which is a problem that keeps me up at night being anxious about the destruction of the world. Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they will make it right. Yes. Oh my God, the recipes. Oh, fall recipes. Do you want me to read some fall recipes for y'all? Please do. I want to hear them. It's, it is, right. it is fall. What voice, what voice should I use? Uh, I like your... Just normal Simone voice. Normal like, Simone? Yeah. All right. Yeah, just be yourself. Seared chicken, roasted fall vegetables, caper butter pan sauce. Can I do a different voice? Yeah, do a different voice. Now, here, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do some A-B testing. We'll do some A-B testing. That was the yeah. A. This is the B. Okay. Okay. Seared chicken and roasted <laughs> fall vegetables with 
caper butter pan sauce. I forgot how to read in the middle of that, unfortunately. But <laughs> yeah, the caper butter pan sauce does stand. Which one do you like better? The second one. Yeah. The sexy one. Definitely. Shrimp and pesto fettuccine with spinach. Black bean and cheese tortas with roasted broccoli. Frick, I want roasted broccoli. And lime sour cream. Yes. God, roasted broccoli, can we, brief side, brief segue, broccoli is one of the best vegetables, and it doesn't get enough credit, and I want roasted broccoli. Like, can you imagine Especially some, like- you have a little bit of butter on it. A little bit of butter, yeah. like, kind of charred. This is terrible. Sweet pepper chicken with bok choy and rice. Those, those are the things I have to say to you <laughs> tonight. I love it. Which one would you? I, I think I I would go for the black bean and cheese tortas because that roasted broccoli is calling me, and I want lime sour cream. That sounds really good, except for the black bean part. I can't do beans, but the recipe really? sounds awesome. Well, fortunately, yeah, Blue like Apron would let you customize your order and choose which recipe would be sent to your home. There's no weekly commitment, and you only get deliveries when you want them. You can try Blue Apron today by going to blueapron.com/rocket to get. $30 off your first delivery and free shipping. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So get started today again by going to blueapron.com slash rocket. Thank you so much, Blue Apron, for your support of Rocket and Relay FM. Woo-hoo. Yay! Yay! Um, all I could think when you were first starting out, you we were like, you you said it, how fresh it was a couple times. I, I just kept thinking the outcast songs so fresh, fresh. and so clean, clean. <laughs> Um, which is a great song. I'm, I'm just saying ATL represent, and uh, that's a great song. But also Blue Apron's great, but 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 Outcast for the win. They should get Outcast to like, I don't know. I could sing Outcast songs that are about Blue Apron, just replace the lyrics. But that's that's a idea for another day. I mean, I'll, I'll release my mixtape next week. We'll see about that. You actually Reviews. should because it, because we we know the success of the Hamburger Helper uh, mixtape. We should do a Blue Apron mixtape. Oh my god, song so right. Frick. I love it. I love All right. It. So several. Got, we have so much. To talk yeah, we have so much to talk about. There are a few different is, kinds yeah. of reviews. Some outlets got it for a whole week. Some outlets only got it for 24 hours. Um, mm-hmm. How should we do this? Should we go by. Some, outlets, some YouTube channels got it for an hour so, and then we're able to publish it early. Oh, my gosh. That's that's wild. Actually, can we talk about do we do we want to talk about the structure of these reviews or yeah, do we just yeah, want to dive into let's hardware? Get, let's get right into it because there's a lot of discussion. and I have thoughts and I, I know you guys do, too. Okay, uh, so verdict uh, pretty universally is that this is a nice piece of hardware. Uh, some of the things that have been criticized by, I think, Neelai specifically has some trouble with Face ID, but other outlets are saying that it is baller and works awesomely. Uh, how do we want to tackle this? Should we go by I mean, hardware I mean, for, topic? First, let's talk about the approach, I guess. Sure. Because this was a little different. Um, as you were saying, some places got it for a week. Some places got it for a day. Um, some YouTube channels got it for an hour in a supervised environment. So the rollout strategy traditionally for the flagship phones has been that a certain number of publications get it for a certain period of time. And then you have like that's tier one. And then you have tier two publications that will get it usually, honestly, the day before um, or sometimes the day of release. It, it, it just varies. And um, they don't have any embargo set, but they are basically just told, OK, you know, but but they're, but they're getting access to it after the other big places reviews have already gone up. 
And then sometimes they'll have influencers and other people who might get, get you know, in other countries, the access stuff could, could change. But this year, the big difference was that it was a very small number of outlets that got access to a week. And um, there were a number of uh, YouTube channels. And, and, and it is worth noting, because I, I do think a lot of the criticism of YouTube channels getting that was was really unfair. But the YouTube, cha- I mean, I th- and I think it was gross, frankly. But I do, th- I, it, it is worth noting that the YouTube channels that got access um, to the, the phones for an hour in like a supervised, you know, New York City studio, um, their embargo, it looks like was before the review, the 24 hour reviews. Um, so some people were mad about that, but again, they only got like an hour with the phone. Mm-hmm. So there were like three different rollouts as far as I can tell, uh, with the review That's strategy. interesting because it, it's pretty clever. I, I, the, per- the people who are benefited by that obviously are, I mean, wow, back up Simone. Apple and the YouTube channels totally win by that because you can't really yeah. say anything totally in depth about a phone in an hour but you get that yeah. awesome i guess the you get the search awesome hands on you get the search bump yeah. from having you the hands on and then you, you apple get the gets search, publicity you get the search bump um but but i mean i do think it's worth noting that these were not like heavily subscribed to youtube channels so like the really big youtube channels you know like uh marcus brownlee he was part of the 24 hour team right mm-hmm. yeah um and 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 he's obviously going to get way more views than you know joe you know youtube channel so it um, sort even of if starts they have the groundswell going basically you, yeah even if they have a 24-hour advantage marcus is still going to and and as he should because he's great he's going to get more views i i do think though it was weird i i personally think as like a, a former tech reviewer and somebody who has been in all tiers of the Apple review ecosystem, all right? In my career, I was first run, meaning I got it day, like the the full access. I was someone who would get it the day before it was released, and I was someone who would not get a review unit at all. So I've been in in all camps. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I was a little bothered, if I'm going to be honest, by some of the rhetoric that some places had against people who got early access, um, especially the YouTubers. They were really critical. And and, and also towards, uh, uh, you know, Mike Allen of, of, of Axios and being like, oh, why does he get access to this phone? And, and and you know, this this basically this this judging as if these pe- certain people aren't worthy. Can, Look, can I say something wrong with that? I yeah, of course. The one that really bothered me was uh, you know, Mindy Kaling, she got one. But particularly there was a, someone really known in Apple world that – called out fashion magazine for for getting this phone. And, you know, as much as I respect this person's work, um, I just, I I thought it was a really bad look. I thought it was a bad look. I I agree. Like, I think something we've done a lot on Rocket is we've shown you can't care about fashion and aesthetics. And my God, you'd think an Apple person would like understand like why someone would be into that. And I think just like blasting that as, unearned or unimportant i just it didn't really strike me super well um yeah that's it for me i was disappointed with this move overall because i know you know someplace like the verge is going to have thoughts and analysis that's better for me personally so i do think this is a bad move for Apple overall, but I didn't like the critique of some of these places. No, I would agree with you. And I would say this, you know, it's, it's hard when you have a, a, a an in-demand product like the iPhone 10, which by all accounts has been extremely supply constrained, which to me says that Apple probably has limited 
review units that they can give out. And 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 I, I I'm not breaking any sort of anything that I've ever you know been told in confidence or whatever. I don't think to say that the most people when they get the review unit, you know, you do eventually send it back to Apple. But the kind of the understanding is you have it for like a year. And so it's not like they're giving it to you and then they're asking for it back in a week. You know, they're giving mm-hmm. it to you and you, you get to use it for a long period of time. And so if it's possible to me, uh, nobody knowing someone who knows absolutely nothing about how this scenario worked out, that Apple just didn't have a lot of review units. And so they had enough demo units to maybe show certain YouTubers at a certain space. And, and they said, OK, post it now. And because, you know, Stephen Levy has been, you know, a valued person and, 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 and respected person in the press and, 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 you know, he's doing good stuff at Wired and Back Channel, they let him kind of have the first review. And then they picked a few outlets, probably, I mean, I'm just guessing, I have no idea, but they probably based on demographics of what they assumed were good for, for, for their sales. They picked a couple of outlets in the United States to say, okay, you'll get access to this for a week. And then everyone else, I would assume not because they were wanting to give reviewers limited time, but I would say probably just because they didn't have a lot of units said, okay, well, we don't have these. They're not physically made yet. So we can't give them to you until X date. Mm-hmm. Now, does that put reviewers in a bad situation? Without a doubt. And I've been in the situation, even with Apple products, uh, the iPhone SE is, is a great example where I was given the phone and they actually told me there's no embargo on this. You can post your review whenever you want. And but what but what that says in my mind isn't, oh, I can take my time on this. It's I have to rush to finish this review as soon as possible. And so I remember I got it done, and this included a video. I got the write-up done and the video done, and the video had to be scripted. It had to be shot. Everything had to be done with mm-hmm. it. We got it done within 24 hours, which was remarkable. Um, the, the one thing there, and I even said in my review at the time, I was like, I have not used this long enough to adequately test the battery life. Mm-hmm. But I really like uh, Neli's approach to it with the Virgin's yeah, review, which is doing, he yeah, opened like up his video by saying, we've had it for 24 hours. Ask us questions because we will be updating this. And, we will be updating. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of treating it like, 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 like a living object. But but, but, the, but what I was going to say, though, the difference was with the iPhone SE, I could at least say the form factor is the same as the iPhone 5 and the 5S. And the guts are basically the same as the 6S minus the Touch ID. Um, so I'd already reviewed the phone before, which made it, I mean, it was still a difficult thing yeah, to do in Yeah, you kind of knew hours. what you were getting into with that, whereas this is but something totally phone where this is totally different. This is a huge difference. This is a brand new phone. And so I do feel for reviewers in a certain sense because they're fighting page views. But at the same time, you know, it is what it is. And and I think I mean, yeah, you worked around it out. just like you worked around it and Neil I worked around it. What and I want to know actually is did Apple give phones to Instagram celebrities? They should have. They should have. That or would be freaking people. brilliant. I, I, it would be brilliant. I don't think they did, but you're right that they should have. Because if it were me, and it was actually funny because I've talked to people about this in the past and I've actually highlighted YouTube in particular, where I've said if I were to start like a media company, I would focus probably primarily on video and newsletters. Um, And yeah, if I were Apple or any brand for that matter, I would be looking at, you know, uh, not not YouTube. I would be looking at um, Instagram or or, or Snapchat, but probably Instagram more as -hmm. as influencers. But I think the big thing too, and and this is the only thing that I kind of want to say, like where I get mad, you know, people kind of complaining, oh, we won't we've only had X time to do this review. Okay, that's true. And you're fighting for the clicks and I get that. But this phone, now this doesn't work in every situation, but this works in this this situation. This phone is sold out. 
Mm-hmm. People pre-order the phone. People pre-order yeah. the phone sight unseen. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they did it off of, of hands-on and, 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 and um, you know, the keynote. So regardless of what any place says about it, I don't think is going to make any difference whatsoever in whether people are choosing to get in line on Friday or not. Because people who are choosing to get in line are going to, it doesn't matter. Oh, and the I, people who I pre-ordered. I on that, Christina. But to a certain extent, like, look at John Gruber. Right. Like this is someone, this isn't a big media company. This is a man who started a blog and, you know, basically sells um, ads for his podcast to, you know, feed his family and pay for his son. So I can understand being frustrated about that. I would say that part of, as much as I understand like giving access to like a, a fashion magazine and like expanding the market that way, I do think it's worth giving the core Apple users that that magic, like giving the people that we trust and the institutions that we trust um, that in-depth analysis, because kind yeah. of tearing down the subtleties of these products, that's part of the fun of an Apple launch. I know we've got rocket listeners no, right I mean, now. You're, you're, they're loving the details that we're giving them about, like the order process. Like we yeah, all no. live this together. And you're not wrong, but I just, I mean, I would point out that the fact that the insiders at all get access to this has been a very new thing. I mean, if you, again, if you look at the original iPhone launch, it was the Wall Street Journal, it was USA Today, it was Newsweek, um, it was um, maybe Time Magazine, like, and, and and it was the New York Times. Like, it was, no, it, was, it wasn't Time Magazine, it was the New York Times. It was four people. It was it was Ed Begg, it was, it was David Pogue, it was Walt Mossberg, and it was Stephen Levy. And, and that was it, right? I don't know how many, even in 2007, hardcore Apple tech people were using those institutions, no offense to them, as their as their leading thing, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, as as their guide. And and so it's it's been fairly recent that places like you know The Verge and Mashable and and BuzzFeed and TechCrunch and and, and Daring Fireball have even been included. And I, I I just I mean I understand if you personally are kind of like upset that you weren't given you know, your favorite blogger wasn't given access. But at this point, like I said, we're going to get those in-depth reviews. Those people are going to write them. And if you wanted that phone, you pre-ordered it before you even had a chance to read mm-hmm. anybody's opinion. Now, do so, we know, you, it, you said it was sold out. Do we know how many phones were sold yet? We don't. They have not shared that. Um, I imagine that they probably will after Friday. Okay, interesting. Well, so let's get into Friday. some of the Yeah, let's details. talk about the phone itself yeah, and not the fanfare. Let's do it. <laughs> now, 32 minutes into the show, let's talk about the phone. Uh, so sorry. I, I wanna, yeah. I guess, sorry, my fault. No, it's all right. I want to highlight uh, Matthew Panzerino's review over at TechCrunch. Oh, I believe he's one of the people who it. had it for more than 24 hours. Yeah, he had it for a week. He had it yeah. for a week. Uh, so he revisited something that he did uh, he's done before with the iPhone uh, and he took it to Disneyland which I did not even think about till I started reading it and then I was like this is so freaking brilliant there is no other scenario where you need where you use your phone more than a very scenic vacation Uh, so he had a lot of positive things to say about this and I I found this review very interesting not just because he actually like took it to a very high use intense place but he made me see i guess a perspective on uh face id that i had not considered before and i'm still not share entirely it, on board sh- share it because you've hated on face id so i, I want to hear your thoughts. i have hated i have been a, a noted face id hater so basically uh what he discusses um is a it works really well b 
that it offers basically accessibility options that I yeah. didn't think about as a person who doesn't who doesn't have any problems with my hands but the fact that you can it, you can basically make it a no hands phone and also you can toggle on whether or not you need to be looking at the phone and have it sense that your eyes are on it for it to open so that could be useful for people who are vision impaired and then he uh, brings up something else that I did not know was an option with the phone which is that you can use face ID uh to log into websites and apps, which I did not realize was kind of part of the whole thing. But that, again, I still have my same problems with the technology on like a higher ethical level of my fear of privacy and being privacy being invaded. But I do have to admit that the fact that even if somebody... Even if my phone was lying there unlocked and somebody picked it up, they might not necessarily be able to get into, like, my banking app, for example. Right. That's attractive to me, and that's an interesting idea. And I would love to, I guess, explore more ways that that that, that things could be so protected on a biometric level without, I guess, the 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 dangers and fears that I have about machines learning it to read my face yeah no, they're sense. gonna they're gonna they're gonna read your face and clone you no exactly. I, i'm with you i and mean i would like, have I, to fight I, my clone and kill her in the mud i was gonna say that's what that's what joanna stern tried to do in her face id video it was, which so really liked. Freaky, it was brilliant so, like joanna stern is so gorgeous in real life like you're you talk to her and you're just like oh i can i i you know like yeah totally but like the Halloween version of her face is legit <laughs> scary, y'all. Like, no, I mean it was it was a total yeah. like it was a total like Mrs. Doubtfire mask, but like it wasn't. Yeah. It, they they didn't go to the next level of like it, making the eyes look the same. Right. They should have um, done the eyes. They should have put well, eyebrows on that thing. They should have, but even if they did that, I, I think the iris scanning would have would have yeah, that. But fair. no, but 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 to your point, like I do like uh, Brini Ritchie showed off something on Twitter where he was unlocking um, one password with face ID and like, that's awesome because there's certain apps like my banking app is one of them. One password is one of them where face where touch ID will work, but it sometimes takes a little more finagling than it should. And so I'm very much looking forward to just being able to glance at it and be like, unlock. <laughs> oh, no. uh, that said, I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't blame you for your uncertainty. I'm, I, I'm getting the thing on Friday, so I'm excited, but when I go to the airport, make no mistake, I'm turning this off, you know? Yeah. So, so I thought one of the more interesting parts of the review, because I, I, I think a lot of Rocket listeners have probably read these reviews too. Like one of the more interesting parts of uh, you know, TechCrunch's review was talking about like the idea of um, like spatial awareness computing yeah. and how your iPhone could use these sensors to kind of be um, you know, constantly getting information about where you are, or what you're doing and kind of um, prepare use cases for it. And I mean, obviously, this is Orwellian and kind of terrifying, but it's kind Definitely. of awesome too. Like it's yeah. a it's a use case that we've never like. This is one of the few things I've seen the iPhone do. You know, ten years later. That really, really, really feels next gen. Do you know what it I mean? definitely no, does feel totally next do. gen? And that's it's still one of the things that again goes back to making me nervous. Like as I was thinking about this, because I was thinking about the fact that it can see when you're looking at it. Um, mm -hmm. which is very cool. And then I was 
getting it changed to record Rocket, and I and you were like, oh, at my man. phone, and I thought, what if my phone could see me naked? Um, oh, and it can. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it can. It can. Obviously, I could be hacked right now, and somebody's watching me record Rocket through my webcam because I'm. I don't have any tape to put over the gosh darn thing, and I need to do it. I know I need to do it, but anyway, I digress. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's such a good idea and it's such an interesting advanced idea and it has such implications, I guess, for how we develop as a society and it could also go so wrong. No, you're dead on. And it's, it's funny because Samsung had technology, um, I think it was the Galaxy S5. So this was four years ago, maybe. Um, it was not the same as a Space ID, obviously, but they had an interesting thing built into TouchWiz where... It could tell if you were looking at the screen or not, and it would enable scrolling of the web page based on whether or not you were staring at it. So if you were staring at it, it would auto-scroll so that, you know, while you're reading along, it would go ahead and scroll for you. It didn't work as well as it should have, but it was kind of an interesting concept. And and what you were just saying, Simone and and Brie, was making me think of that is that this with the cameras and with the better sensors – Granted, it is very Orwellian, but you could get to a point where it knows your attention, it knows where, you know, your focus point is, and it could show you things in that way. Like one of the cool things about the, the uh, you know, Face ID is that, you know, right now how the lock screen works is that it'll, depending on what setting you have, it'll show you the apps, but it won't show you the messages, which is great because you don't necessarily want your coworkers to see, you know, your texts mm-hmm. or, or, or or whatever, you know? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, you don't necessarily want people to see your app notifications and what those things say. I mean, I've certainly been in those situations where I've been texting, complaining about something, and I'm like, I don't want X person to see this. Um, so, so by default now, you know, like, like, like Face ID will just show you, you know, the notifications, but then if it sees that you are actively looking at it, it'll show you the expanded bits. And that's pretty cool. You know, if you can kind of, um, you know, temper that the right way. But as you're saying, like there is an Orwellian part of this, which is, you know, part of the the appeal of touch ID is that it gets better as you use it. So if you grow out your hair, or grow a beard or, or have sunglasses on or a scarf or whatever, because it's taking all these photos of you. And it's adding- Stern decides to grow a mustache. Right. Like, it, it, well, it was adding it to this model <laughs> that, that, that is built on board. You know, it's able to still know that it's you. And there is a certain point where you're like, oh, well, I could be totally naked and yet Face ID is going to totally know. Hell yeah. What I look like. And, and, and I mean, <laughs> oh you know, my God, this is going to have such implications for like, you know how advertising can somehow can sometimes tell if you're pregnant before you are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there was there was a target lawsuit about that. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be that. I, 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 I do think I would say with this, I think that we are really moving into a, a bifurcated future when it comes to privacy, though. I mean, I know there there may be some, you know, Android people out there that will blast me for this, but I, I do. I trust Apple. I think they're on the right side of most things. I was disappointed that Tim Cook came out today and was, like, advocating this terrible tax cut plan for the 1%. Because mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> he's going to save so much money for Apple. And also, he's, like, the 0.2%. Like. Right, right. I, I get it. <laughs> I, my, point, my point is, you know, I do trust Apple to do the right thing with privacy. Like, when I do text with um, iMessage, I feel safe with it. So I'm not worried about Apple doing this technology. I would be 
really terrified about Android having it, uh, just because oh. their model is about selling oh, all the data. You know, you know you're not wrong. So, you're not wrong. Yeah. And let's be honest, they're totally going to do it. Yep, they will. Just give me they the option. Will do Just it. give me the option to use my finger instead. I'll freaking use my finger. Um, no, but they're going to do it, and it's going to. They're also going to build it into Chrome OS. You know that's what they're going to do. Uh, but it's interesting. No, but you know, you know what's going to happen. And it, it, but it's interesting reading about the instances where Touch ID works and where it doesn't, because there, and, and a lot of the reviews, including TechCrunch's, but also Mashable, Wired, and everything. You know, they were all, um, you know, kind of saying that for the most part, it works, you know, really, really well. But um, and it works actually amazingly well in like pitch blackness. The New York Times was saying this too. But interestingly, and, and this is notable, I guess, for me as somebody who's used, you know, a, a service device with, with Windows Hello, which has similar but not the same technology, is that apparently in some of the, you know, super bright light environments, it doesn't work um, seamlessly, which I'm I'm not surprised about. Um, and I will say like, I've noticed that the sensitivity and the, the speed of, of, of Windows Hello has gotten better with each Windows 10 update. And I know that they're using slightly different technology than what Apple's using. Um, although Apple's technology was part of the original Xbox Connect. Um, but it is kind of an interesting thing that I think some people will have to get used to. And I think it'll work more based on the reviews more like 99 times out of 100 but it, you will have those situations like you do with Touch ID now where, you know, if your finger is wet, um, where it doesn't register, I think now it's probably going to be like you're in really bright sunlight or, you know, at an awkward angle. And that's that that's going to probably take some getting used to, I suppose. Do we want to move on to talk about the camera? Let's – is there a lot to talk about with the camera? Not really. It's kind of the same as – Not really. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's slightly better. It's slightly better than the iPhone 8 Plus's camera um, because it has a, a wider aperture, but but it's basically the Let's same. just say it's a good camera. Um, what about OLED screen, which I'm super okay, into? this is where I want to talk oh, about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go for talk, it. Talk, let's talk about it. So, I mean, it does – my big worry with it is I haven't seen this in person yet so i'm not going to know like just so listeners know like the advantage of oled versus lcd is it's brighter you don't have to have a backlight installed blacks are absolutely black black like you you're able to turn off a pixel on an individual level so like black isn't like pseudo black it's like really 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 black um and everyone that's looked at this had said um like one of my favorite quotes was it made the iphone 8 screen kind of look like butt (laughs) oh yeah which if you recall, I even said on our show, like when we talked about the event, it was really notable that they didn't say anything about how good the screen was on the iPhone 10 because they would historically they would compare it. Oh, it's X times better than this screen but because they just announced the iPhone 8. Yeah. They couldn't really be like this screen is so much better than this other one. This other phone we're st- we still hope you'll buy, you know, um, I-, I feel like in future years they'll be like, oh, it's our best screen ever. But yeah, you're right. Like people were saying, oh, yeah, in comparison, I think it was the New York Times it was at least the one I saw. They're like, yeah, this doesn't look good. Like in comparison. Yeah. But one of the things is like the actual pixels themselves. Uh, you can't go for the diamond pattern that it has before so they're going to have to like work on the way they you know render different text and the really big thing i am worried about is if you're if you did not have a laptop in the 90s you may not know this but old screens like if you looked at them off axis it was very very difficult to see what was going on the colors would shift quite a bit 
And the downside to the OLED screen is if right. you're looking at it from an angle, you do get this bluish tint and this like color distortion. And I think like today we forget just because most Apple products and most screens are so good. I think we forget about just how often that does affect the way you perceive these screens. Only so, 90 kids I, will re- 90s kids will remember. Yes. <laughs> right, <laughs> totally. Only 90s yeah. kids will remember the, yeah. the, 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 the terribleness of, of, uh, of, of color and black and white LCD screens. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right, Brian. People, some, some people have commented that at you know, past 30 degrees, you can see some of the backlight bleeding that's not as bad as maybe on other screens, but you can see it. And I, I will say, you know, I've looked at modern OLED smartphones, and they look good. Can you see something? Probably. But yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, there is still, I mean, I think there are certain IPS purists, IPS being the um, you know, interplane um, uh, dis- display type, um, which, uh, which is what the, the, the current iPhone uses who will say, oh, well, this is the superior technology. But I mean, I think the future is is definitely OLED. Um, and and it's, it's getting better all the time. And and you can imagine that, you know, five years from now, you know, or, or two years from now, you know, the OLED screens are not going to have those same deficits. But you're not wrong. Like, this is definitely something that you are all about, you know, screen quality. This is a screen that will be the best looking screen you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But only if you're looking at it direct on, because if you're looking at it at a 30 degree angle, you might see some bleed through. And you will be looking at it direct on because we'll be trying to unlock your face ID. <laughs> exactly. I've been a big fan of OLED ever since I got the PS Vita and I was like, what is this? The, really? What are these beautiful colors? And I understand that that's a different case because video games, I think, are, or at least the video games I was playing on it are generally more saturated and colorful. And I hear that they've kind of made it a little more natural with this particular screen, which is great for a phone. Um, but I, I love OLED screens. So, I mean, as long as we're talking about the screen, um, I do want to touch on something uh, Renee Ritchie caught in the I'm More Review, which uh, he was saying the really big difference in this isn't really the saturation or the OLED. It is uh, HDR being enabled ground up from the OS and everything you're going to perceive on this phone. And, you know, like I'm obviously looking at his pictures of how gorgeous it's going to look on an iPhone, you know, oh, yeah. so, so I can't know it, but I just can't believe that when I see it in person, like Wonder Woman is going to look that awesome and gorgeous and impressive, uh, popping out of my screen. But yeah, like that's a really big advantage, like across the entire phone, you're going to have like this high dynamic range implemented. Uh, I also think it's really worth saying, uh, you know, some of the other phones have tried really high quality OLED displays. Um, they've had issues with burn-in, screen burn-in. Yeah, and, Pixel 2. Uh, yeah, Pixel 2 has been a really big scandal. And also color calibration. Uh, Apple is cal- color calibrating literally every single iPhone 10 they produce before they ship it out. So um, as far as screen burn-in, I think like we'll see in time what happens. But um, I don't know. I think this is an upgrade. And I think in particular, getting rid of the backlight for a company that's as you know, space-hungry as Apple, uh, it's, it was just a matter of time before this happened. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Eero. Never think... <gasps> About Wi-Fi mm-hmm. again. That's right, Brie. You're so yes. excited. I love, I love them. Them. Oh, my mom, my mom, who's going to review the phone for us, <gasps> I, she bought a Nero. So, yeah, talk about it, Simone. Heck, yeah. Eero have created the dream Wi-Fi setup. A fast, reliable connection throughout your house and even in the backyard that you will never have to think about. 
It's the best time to get on board with Eero because they've just released their super slick second generation devices. Eero have now introduced their Tri-Band second generation model along with Eero Beacon, which allows you to build a Wi-Fi system that is perfectly tailored for your home. The new second generation Eero includes a third 5 gigahertz radio, making it twice as fast as before. This lets you do more than ever. You're buying that new iPhone. <laughs> your Wi-Fi is getting you through, folks. It's supporting you. Whatever your Wi-Fi needs, Eero has the power to blanket your entire home in fast, reliable Wi-Fi. Yes, even those problem spots. Where the signal is bad, don't worry about it anymore. Eero sits flat on any surface. Just plug it into the wall with the included power adapter and you are ready to connect your Eero either with Ethernet or wirelessly. And the new Eero also includes a new thread radio, which lets you connect to low power devices such as locks, doorbells, and more. You have the smart home of your dreams from that one Disney Channel movie where Tyra Banks, I think, or was that Naomi Watts? No, not Naomi Watts. Wow, Naomi Campbell. Someone was a smart home. There was like a smart home. No, she wasn't a smart home. It, it, it was a Katie What's-Her-Face from uh, Married with Children who was the smart home, um, uh, Faye or something. But but the movie you're thinking of with Tyra Banks is when she was Lindsay Lohan's Barbie doll. You are right. That is yeah, a completely they were, they, different they, film. They were different movies, though. But but I, I get where you were going. But it, it, it was Katie Siegel, uh, who was uh, the smart home. Um, and Flo, I believe her name was. And, mm-hmm. and, and Tyra Banks was Lindsay Lohan's real size Barbie doll. Like that, but like not going evil in the end and Euro protecting you and like keeping your yeah. doors secure she, and she, stuff. She, she's not like Katie Siegel. Also, I apologize to our audience for knowing instantly the actual names and like no, I'm like super Disney, happy that these, you were able to save me Disney from the hole that I dug I'm, for I'm, myself. I'm, there. I'm embarrassed by myself if I'm being totally honest. No, listen, this is why this is why you are a valuable contributor to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Eero has also introduced the new Eero Beacon as well. You just plug that into a wall to expand coverage into that particular room, and you can add as many beacons as you want, so long as you have an Eero device. Baller, cover your whole dang house in Wi-Fi with Eero. I sent uh, a trio of Eero devices to Brie. Gosh, that was... It's so fast. It's so I'm fast. I'm so jealous because I, 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 yeah, I, I reviewed the old version. I loved it. I can play Splatoon in bed, Splatoon 2 on my Switch in bed, and it is as fast as it is like in my, in my den now. It's fast. And yeah, I, I feel like I have to say this because like, just like laying the listeners know, None of us on the show are parents. We're all non-parents. But yep. I do know a lot of parents. And something Eero has that isn't a feature I would ever use in a million years, but you may want to, is uh, you can actually implement really good uh, controls for children on your network. So blocking certain sites. I know literally nothing about the technology to like block, you know, pornography sites and all that for kids. So I don't have any firsthand knowledge of it, but it does have all of those tools. And I do think like, uh, I do a show with, um, you know, Steve, uh, Lubitz and he has, you know, daughters on the autism spectrum. Like they have to think a lot about, you know, the, because the kids are very sensitive to information. So, that's a really good feature that's with this network is dead simple to set up. Mm-hmm. 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 
The new Eero system starts at $399 for one second generation Eero and two beacons. That's exactly what I gave you, Brie. And that's everything that you need to get started. So that's what you have in your house. Uh, and you are experience you're living the friggin' dream playing your switch in bed. It's so much faster. And you know, just one more thing I'll say before we move on from this ad. The last time I was out at the Apple store, like after I'd gotten Eero and it's so much better, like I started looking through all of their products out there, like the time capsule in the airport. And it's just ancient technology yeah, at this is. point. It costs exactly as much. This like is, is, this is why no my reason. mom, yeah. this is why my mom got a Eero because I told her, she was like, should I get another um, airport extreme? And I said to her, They've laid off the team that makes it from from what Bloomberg said a year ago. Um, it is old technology. It hasn't been updated in X number of years. I was like, honestly, you need to get an Eero. I reviewed all the mesh systems um, for something that sadly, I even did a video for it and it never went live on Gizmodo, but I did like a, a head-to-head between all of the different mesh systems and Eero came out number one. Nice. I mean, it, it's, it's more expensive than some of the other options, but it's the best. And so my own mother, and I'm not, I'm not getting, you know, like, Euro didn't send me anything. They didn't pay me anything to say this. I'm saying this like legit from my heart. Like I told my own mother who I love more than anything to, she was like, what, what system do I get? I was like, get an Euro. And that's what she got. You listeners, my listeners, I'll tell you that the hook here, you can get free overnight shipping to the U S or Canada. When you head to Eero.com and use the promo code rocket. That is Eero E E R O.com with promo code rocket for free overnight shipping. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Eero, for your support of the show. Love them. Now, we have we have spoken of Face ID. We've briefly touched on camera. It's fine. We have talked about the OLED screen. Uh, do we want to talk about bezels and the notch? The notch. Let's let's talk about the notch and the yeah, horns. Yeah, let's, let's get into the it. The horns, which are inverse notch. Let's yeah, I'm calling it the it. notch. I know some people are trying to make the horns happen. It's the notch. The notch is the it, the notch is the name. You know the horns. I respect people trying to make that happen, but it's like fetch. And even though Gretchen Wiener was my favorite character of the movie, well, actually no, Regina George is the best. But but Gretchen Wiener is a close second. Uh, Katie is obviously the worst um, because Lindsay <laughs> Lohan's the worst. Um, uh, but 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 the horns just aren't going to happen. I I like Regina George. In, yeah, she's the best. She she's yeah. the hero of the. Yeah. In my opinion, like tangent. I don't know if you guys agree with me. I think the true hero of Mean Girls is Regina George. I mean, that's fair. I think she went through a difficult phase and obviously came out of the other end, probably the person that was the best of all of them. Also, if you think about it, she's the only one who was actually prepared for college and the real world. Like she knows how the system works and she just happened to be taking advantage of it. Also, and I mean, and and this has nothing to do with like why the character's the best, but just let's be honest. um, uh, We like to pick winners and Rachel McAdams is the only one from the movie who, well, I mean, Amanda's sick for you too, but, but Rachel McAdams has actually had a real successful you have career. raised a compelling yeah. point yeah she she came out yeah. of that on top yeah not in the film She's but after doctors notch, yeah. so notch. let's talk about notch yes. <laughs> so oh, the screen on this phone it's edge to edge uh and there is of course the infamous notch at the top uh which pretty much every reviewer has said this is a, a basically black protrusion into the screen of the phone that kind of disappears as you're using it the problem that I guess is happening that I've seen mentioned a lot is that a lot of apps haven't been updated for this screen yet. And there is right. some ugly letterboxing. Yeah. And I'm sure that'll go away. Like, the, obviously, this is such a first adopter problem. 
but the notch is not going away. So what do you guys think about the notch? Uh, I, I, I just want everyone that gets this phone to like have realistic expectations about how long it's going to take for this to like work out. Do you remember when we went from the iPhone four size screen to the iPhone five? I sure do. That took a long time to straighten out. And then do you remember when we went from the, the non retina, iPad to the Retina iPad, the next generation. Everything was really fuzzy for a really Ooh. long time. I mean, frankly, I, um, even, frankly, even yeah. the Retina transition took some time because of the, 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 the doubling. I mean, it wasn't quite as much as the 10. And, and let's not even talk about the, the iPhone um, 6 Plus because I've still run into things. Like today, I was actually using an app that brought up a web view. And it was a modern app. It was Square Cash. And it brought up um, a web view of my bank and it was a web browser, but they were, for whatever reason, not using the viewport of the 7 Plus or the, the 6 Plus or 6S Plus. And so it was larger than it should have been. And it looked fine, but it was it was slightly, you know, it wasn't quite right. So you still see people now, it's much, much more rare. Um, but you still sometimes see apps that aren't optimized even for, you know, the 6, 6S, 7 Plus. It's clearly going to be a continuing thing on this phone. Now, I don't know what apps you guys use a lot, but for me, as long as Twitter and mails work it and, and messages, yeah. that's like 99% of my use case. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not bothered by the notch. I don't have any like design objection to it. And I think there's an argument that kind of, gives this phone a definite look. I think like yeah. it's getting really close to not having any aesthetics at all. Yeah, my my so, my my my, my, yeah. my friend uh, Stan Schroeder at Mashable made that argument. He said that basically it's the one thing that kind of makes it clear that it is, you know, an iPhone. And um and that's kind of interesting. So yeah, I I, I think that's uh the, there's something to be said about that. I don't I don't know, you know, how much of that I believe. But 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 I but I but I I think that that you you could make that argument. Um, my only real, if I can be totally candid, my only kind of real kind of eye rolling thing about this is I I I I don't mind. I mean, look, it's there. It is what it is. I would rather have the the guts and all the the, the facial stuff there than not. And and I think that in a, a perfect future, we won't ever have a notch, whatever. But what bothers me is that if you get the 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 silver model or the white model as I did, that the notch is still black, I would actually prefer it to be white. Yeah. I would just rather fair. that I would rather that, yes. that, that be that we match because fair. because I like, for instance, on my uh, Rose Gold RIP iPhone 7 Plus, Ugh, I'm I'm never gonna not be over Rose Gold. Don't um hurt me. I, I do like that my bezel is white and I like that my startup screen is white. Now if I had a jet black one or a space gray one, my bezel would be those colors and my startup screen would be black. But and so part of me would kind of say, since I have this white back of a phone, just give me the white bezel. Um, it might, might not blend in as much, but that is that's my only aesthetic thing. Where I'm like, if you're going to give me the notch and make me pay attention to it, just color match it. But but that's, you know, I, I trust the reviewers who were said that they get used to it, and and I I imagine that in a few years we'll all laugh about the notch as we still have huge humps. Um, on our camera. <laughs> yeah. you know, the- but, but what I don't think is being discussed as much is the giant just hole at the bottom for you to look yeah. into. I, I don't know why that hasn't gotten the whole play because that's, that's very prominent. And yeah, it is. Yeah. I have to wonder if some of this 
you know, we haven't even talked about the lack of the home button, which which I I already kind of mourn in some ways, um, not just for Touch ID purposes. I mourned um, it until I watched Renee Ritchie's video and I mourned and saw all the cool like gesture interfacing he was doing. And then yeah. I was like, oh, baby, give me those gestures No, um, and, and, in and a very I, mature agree, way. And, and I agree with you, although I do kind of worry again about third-party apps and what games and what other things are going to mess that well, up. Well, I will but, live a suffering life, but I will love no, my gestures. I mean, same, but um, but but I but I wonder if some of this is them almost intentionally act like maybe holding back because they know there's going to be a learning process for people who have become so ingrained with using a home button that you have to have that that bottom level because BuzzFeed, I thought I thought Nicole at BuzzFeed made a really good point in her review and she had it for a week where she complained about how much space there was below the keyboard. And, you know, she was like, why couldn't they put emoji there? Why couldn't they put other characters? And I was like, that's a great point. And then I was thinking about it. I was thinking, and, and I, I have to, I have to imagine, I mean, I have no proof of this, but I, I have to think as like a product person that your process might be, we know how many people are used to having this certain space and using the phone this way, that if we don't have a big enough gesture area, we don't want to have false, mm. you know, and you, you don't want to falsely enter the home button because I will be honest. If I if I falsely you know trigger the home button a bunch of times when I was trying to type, that would annoy the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a balance. I would I would say, and I wouldn't be surprised if future iterations of iOS and, and future iPhones of this you know model slowly over time get rid of that. I don't know. But this is this is what gives me a lot of concern about this, y'all, and. Yeah, I think on this show, I think it's really easy for tech people to forget just what normal people are like. And I was going through like some of the new button combinations to do certain things with this phone. And I got to tell you, like normal people are really going to hate it. Like a really good example for you to um, reset the phone now. You have uh-huh. to go volume up, volume down. Then, yes, you then do. Hold and hold and hold yeah. that. Yeah, although, that did fairness, bug me. It, 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 although I want to note this because you're right, it, it is terrible. You have to actually do that on the 8 and the 8 Plus as well. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, at least they're it, it is consistent. the design. And, yeah. and, and, the only, and the only reason I know that I'm going to brag about myself is that um, at, at Microsoft Ignite, when I was at the the, the conference, um, some of the, the people on my team, the cloud developer advocates, like walked around and were trying to, a guy's iPhone got frozen. He couldn't restart his phone and, and the, the traditional way of restarting it wasn't working. And they took the SIM out and they tried to hook it up to the computer. <laughs> they tried to do all kinds of things. They couldn't oh, get it. To, they, could, they couldn't get it to work. And I said, let me see it. And they're like, well, you're not going to be able to fix this. And I was like, no, no, no. I saw a tweet somewhere that they changed the, re- the, 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 the reset thing. Let, let me see this. And I Googled something. Oh. And then I reset it. I had it for, 50, for 20 seconds. And I reset it. And, and, and I instantly beca- I was instantly a hero. I instantly – and, and they, they tweeted about it. They were like I, – and I, I said, I was like, look, they don't call me C-Mac for nothing. You know, <laughs> if, I had, if I had been able to fix this phone, no, it would be a problem. I'm glad you – we're able to help them out in that 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 situation. There are going to be a million grandmothers. You're, you're dead and, on. Oh no, you're not even really wrong. And, you're so yeah, you're so. We need a million family. more Christina Warrens. Well, hopefully, what'll happen? I, I am glad though is that it's universal. But you're not wrong, Bree. Like when you change UI paradigms in this way, you know, there's going to be a learning curve. And what's interesting here is that Apple is obviously not immune. Is, is not new at doing this. They've done this in macOS over the years, significant number of times, but 
I think you could, I think we could all say, and this is fair and this isn't in any way critical, it's just the truth that, you know, the, the number of users that macOS has obviously pales in comparison to other desktop operating systems, right? Whereas iPhone, you've got a billion plus phones sold. You have hundreds of millions of active users. So it's a much bigger change when you make a, a UI or a UX paradigm change than it is you know, um, for, for the desktop. And so you're not wrong, Brie. I mean, like that's going to be the sort of thing where people are going to need to become more familiar with the, the, the new, econ- you know, Konami code to, to restart their iPhone. And it's, <laughs> it's like a whole host of things on the phone too. Like it's a screenshot. I, I think one of the really interesting things that they're doing here is, uh, there's been a lot of very justifiable panic that let's say Simone is arrested for keeping an illegal tiger in her apartment in New York. Brie, right? I told and you not you to should. tell okay. anyone. I'm sorry. As you should. To do that. But obviously that day is going to come and the cops are going to come. You know, now they can just like wave the iPhone in front of your face and unlock it. Now the kind of like, <laughs> like, untenable solution Apple has come up with for with this is if I remember correctly, you double the screen is off and you, you double, you tap it once. It's like one of these weird combinations and like puts it in emergency mode where face ID is disabled. So I guess the idea is like Simone is arrested. The cops come to her door and her first thought isn't, Oh my gosh, fluffy. It's <laughs> let me lock my iPhone. Immediately. I lunge across the room as the cops are on my heels and I, I, I do the Konami code on my iPhone. Yeah. I'm not even joking with you, Brie. Like before I go to the airport, I'm going to be disabling t- uh, face ID on my phone. It's not even a it's, it's not even a question. And I haven't done anything wrong. I'm like clean as a whistle. I've had a background check, all right? Like recently. Like I'm fine, but I'm still not. That was before like, you adopted all those illegal tigers though. So, uh yeah, Damn do it, it for Simone's sake. Like, you know, you don't want her to get more. You don't well, want no, more I'm just saying, to be I'm just saying that, her. like, even though I passed a background check, I still don't trust going to the airport <laughs> with, with Touch ID or Face ID enabled. Sure. All I'm saying. Sure. Like, Touch ID, at least I could be like, I could give them the wrong finger, you know, a couple of times. But but Face ID, like, they put it in my face, it's going to unlock it. Like, I'm disabling that. Like, uh-uh, no way. <laughs> Not happening. Like, I don't, uh, no. No, no, <laughs> thank climate. you. What is the uh, what's the next topic on our docket? Is there any anything else from the iPhone 10 that we want to talk about? I, I think we've covered it. I think we've <laughs> like, covered uh, Brie, what color and capacity are you getting? Oh, I, got, I went. So this is the big thing. Um, I I learned my lesson. Get the biggest iPhone. I used to Always. think it was a it was a ripoff, but Ew. it's been so helpful to me to have like just a constant stream of like movies and music on my devices, especially now that I'm campaigning, I'm out of the house. So constantly. Uh, yeah. So I did that and I did go space black uh, just because I don't know. I haven't you had like a black, black iPhone you... in a long time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there we go. That sounds good. And Christina, you, I think you said already you got silver. Two, I got, I got the two fifty six silver and, and yeah, like you, Brie, I mean, but this has always been, this has been the case for me, I think since the three GS, um, I always get the highest capacity iPhone, and I and and if I can give a shout out to my mom one more time because I'm so proud of her because I taught her so well. My mom got the highest capacity, and my oh, mom wow. does not. My mom doesn't need the highest capacity, but she was just like you know she had her last phone for three years and she held out for this iPhone like she held out for it like you know she she could have upgraded beforehand and she really wanted this one. She didn't want to upgrade last year and she 
It's like, you know, I don't know if I need the highest thing, but I just, I wanted to just have it. And I was like, you made the right decision. She was like, it was only, you know, with the payment plan, it was only an extra X a month. And I was like, no, you made the right decision. I'm proud of you, mom. Um, and, and, and I am like, when she told me her plan about pre, she was the, the Verizon people actually pre-ordered for her and she's not going to get it. The, the release day was, she's going to get it a week later. So she's fine. Um, but she'd actually, before she'd gone into Verizon and had them, you know, say, well, we'll, we'll put in the pre-order for you. My mom was going to set an alarm for two 40 in the morning and wake up <gasps> to try to buy an iPhone. She I'm was so going to run the gauntlet. Wow. That's she was hardcore. gonna. It is hardcore. Again, you guys. Like I, 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 uh, I, I want to bring my mom on for a segment where where Christina we're totally gonna have your mom review the iPhone. It's gonna be awesome. I know. I think I think it's great. My so, question yeah, but, for you is: Do we want to talk about our dessert topic, or do we just want to wrap it up for this week? I can, let's give five minutes to our five dessert minutes. topic. I'm holding I you to this. this. I'm holding you to this. this. I love this. Yeah, five minutes. I love this too. I saw this. That's why I had to share it in the chat today. I was like, no, this, yeah. is, this is great. Sony is re-releasing a new or releasing a new Ibo robot dog. Ah! Which if you if anyone hasn't watched the amazing documentary about how this dog, this robot dog was discontinued and people in Japan are like, had, like fighting to find parts it. and keep their dogs alive. So also, sad. also, if you were ever, if you if you recall the the the, the great Janet Jackson Viggy video, doesn't matter. The Ibo was the star of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the the the, the link and, and give it to you, uh, uh, Simone. And I'm because, putting uh, the, the yeah, get that to me. And I'm putting the New York Times uh, robot dog mortality story in there. So they are re-releasing this. It's shipping. I think it's Japan only at least at the beginning. Right now, right now it's it's Japan only. And like a real dog. It is extremely expensive. Yes, uh, which I learned when I accidentally tried to adopt a dog. It's friggin' seventeen hundred dollars. That's seventy. How you well, went with no, the tiger. Simone, well, that that that's to cheaper. start. That's yeah. to start. It's seventeen hundred dollars to start. Then there's a there's a twenty dollar a month or some odd plan. It's three hundred dollars a year to get the service, which will give you LTE and cloud and other services to, to keep the dog working, so you can download new tricks for it. But also, it will keep a cloud backup of your dog, so in case something catastrophic oh happened, God. you could rest- you could restore your dog to another one. Which, as you just said, the New York Times story from a couple of years ago about people with the Ibo funerals, I'm sure they would love to have been able to restore their dog to another body. And then on top of that, there is a bone which costs a few hundred dollars which can do tricks and then on top of that there's a repair plan which costs like hundreds of dollars on top of it so genuinely this is like the world's most expensive i mean it's not because real dogs it's a designer dog is what it is i'm just saying i so rocket is the most expensive dog i've ever gotten and i will admit this on the show she's a purebred havanese and we spent two thousand four hundred dollars on her she's worth every penny this dog is that expensive too. Like robot dog is that expensive. And no, you're not wrong. I, I, I hate, I, I hate the design of it. I really don't like this design. It feels very uncanny Valley. The thing about the Ibo, especially first generation, is the first gen was, was the best really one. Really iconic, awesome design. This is in this weird space between trying to be a real dog, but it yeah. doesn't look like a real dog. It doesn't look like a cartoon dog. It's just, it doesn't even look robot-y. And the subscription plan, it's like, 
I've only taught my real dogs like three tricks. <laughs> I don't, Let's face the fact know. that Ivo might be smarter than your real dogs. Right, this is true. Right, this is true. Right. But also, yeah. I mean, I'll say this. I, I, I agree with you on the look. And I think the original Ivo was the best looking one. I had the second gen Ivo, which looks more like this one, but not quite as like lovable or cute. And I only got that one because it was like heavily, heavily, heavily discounted at Sharper Image. And mm-hmm. um, and, and now I can't get a battery for it, so it's useless. So I definitely want this thing, but I'm I'm not I'm not I'm with you. Like it costs too much. I'm not sure how I feel about the subscription. I, I don't love the design, although I think the design is better than the second gen Ibo. But I would prefer oh, yeah. if they would just bring back the original one. Mm-hmm. But all these complaints aside, and because I do agree with you, if they brought this to the US. I would absolutely get one. It's not even, it's not even like, I mean, it might take me a while to, to save up for it, but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely buying one too. And I already have three dogs. Like, you, you are know. both ridiculous. Yeah. We are, but, 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 but we are both ridiculous. You're not wrong, Simone, but I don't know if you've ever, like to me, what I love about this is that you know, the, the original Ibo came out in like 2001 or no, it came out in 99. So it came out almost 20 years ago and it was really too far ahead of its time. And I know we're going over our five minutes, but like, I love you are, that you have 40 living, seconds. But the, I love that we are like in a, in a, in a reality where, you know, the, 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 the dream of the nineties is alive in Portland and the Ibo is coming back and yay. I am very happy. Brianna, where can we find you online? Uh, well, this week I am, um, well, are we skipping that this week? Uh, just oh, quickly. yeah. Wow. Uh, Sorry. Wow. I totally, my brain no, did not re- realize what late. I was saying. Wow, Brianna, what are you doing this no, week? No, <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys remember when I first started talking about running for office? And I was like, one of the things I really want to do is run a really nimble social media campaign. Yeah. Um, so what we looked into originally is the the big tools that people use, like NG, GRP, like it's more traditional fundraising and like go walk neighborhoods and canvas neighborhoods. It's not really built for that. Um, we are about to move our contract over to um, a really nimble, awesome startup called Nation Builder. Um, and it's really, really interesting stuff. Like I can, um, one of the things I really struggle with is I have like, um, like I have infosec people that support my campaign because we talk a lot about encryption and privacy, but then like, I've got a, like a very large feminist following and those two audiences don't really you know talk to each other a lot necessarily. So these new tools that we're getting it lets me go through and really like hyper identify different voters and then like send them more targeted messaging uh, based on that. So I'm really, really excited about this. Like it's, um, it's really been shown with other campaigns to like really build from the grassroots up. And, you know, for me being a candidate in Massachusetts where the democratic party is kind of its own machine and is never going to help an outsider trying to you know, dethrone one of their candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's, I'm really excited to be doing that. So I, I hope we can talk about it in the coming weeks and how that yeah. works out. Yeah, you have to keep us updated on how it goes. It's really interesting stuff. Like it's using big data ethically to not spam the wrong people. So. Big data. Yes. Christina, how what are you doing? 
Um, I'm continuing to do video stuff at work, uh, which will be cool. So obviously this week in Channel 9, which I do every week, um, and I've got some other videos that are in the works that I will share as they go public. And uh, I'm obviously going to be playing with my iPhone on Friday. And I'm, I'm kind of – I'm w- I would love you guys' opinion. I want to do some sort of like live unboxing thing. Should I use – should I use like Periscope? Should I use Facebook Live? Should I use Instagram Live? Like what should I use? Facebook Live? Maybe? No. Well, Twitter know. has a bigger audience, I think. Yeah. I mean, I technically have the most followers on Facebook, but I feel like I have the most engagement on Twitter. So maybe oh, Periscope? Oh, yeah. I forget that you have a lot of followers on Facebook for some reason. Yeah. I, it, it's a long story, but yeah, I have like 200,000 followers on Facebook. It's, it's kind of nuts. Bizarre. Yeah. You will yeah. get better engagement on Twitter, I think. Yeah. All right. So I'll I'll be doing that on Friday. If anybody is interested, it'll be later in the evening, you know, East Coast time. But because um, I'm I'm I didn't have it delivered to work. Um, I had it delivered to my apartment. But um, I might leave work. I might leave work early. On <laughs> no one to get my take an apple day. No one would blame you. Well, this week uh, I am producing more content at Polygon.com. We had our, our hell day. Hell day went really, really I well. I was going to ask you, did that go okay for you? It went great. It was awesome. We killed it. Um, and we have another sort of minor hell day coming up in a couple weeks. It's a tis the season to release games. <laughs> I, I wish we had more time to talk on this week's show about Super Mario Odyssey. Yes, I was actually, I almost made that a topic because it's so, we can talk about it next week because it's so good. New games. Maybe at the end of the year, we can circle back to some of the new games that have come out because there's a lot of good stuff. No, you've had, you, yeah, yeah. How was Hell Week for you? Because Hell Week was, there was a lot. How did, how it was did you amazing. survive? <laughs> I was more productive than I've been in months. It felt so good. Oh, so now I just got to keep that up without uh, burning out because of the the hours of the hell that are happening. Um, no, it was really, really great. And I think um, the weird video that I did about Dragon's Lair s- clicked surprisingly well. Uh, and I'm really happy about that because I worked really hard on it. And I wasn't sure what the reception would be because I feel like that game is both so iconic and then also so unknown, like past a certain age yeah. group. Even though it is available on literally every platform still. Like, it's such a specific... It's beautiful. It it's is. Beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, so I made a video about like the making of it and it went over really well and I'm really happy about oh, wow. that. wow. I haven't seen that. Oh, I'll link it to I you. I haven't either, but now I want to because yeah, I remember playing like that. in like... 99 when i ran a review website uh before they realized i was i was 16 and 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 thus a minor and thus shouldn't be getting review units of things how much the world has changed um i i got like some like a uh, like remastered copy of dragon's lair and like something else like on dvd i remember that being like a big deal hell and, yeah sorry that's my only no, that's, that's my only dragon's lair commentary i was looking up the link hence my silence um no, you're fine I, we want to i want to see this this doc for sure heck yeah but yeah, it went really well. It was a great week. Um, and I'm having a really good time. That's like all I have to say. I'm having a good time. Um, <laughs> so We're where excited. can we find you online, Christina? Uh, film underscore girl on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Snapchats. Well, Facebook, I'm actually Christina.Warren, but everywhere else I'm in film underscore girl. Oh, and you guys, mm-hmm. uh, today as we record this, so, you know, tomorrow as you're uh, – yesterday as you're listening to this, I've been on Twitter for 10 years. Holy wow. crap. That's sad. I, I, that's <laughs> not okay. <laughs> no, but I've I, I've you spent seem so like normal. Like, I know. Yeah. I, I I I've spent I've spent like almost thirty percent of my life on Twitter, which is really scary. Jeez. I mean, I got engaged on Twitter. Like anyway, it, it, today, as of November first, two thousand seventeen. 
10 years on Twitter. 10 years. That's ridiculous. Go go follow Christina on Twitter just to celebrate her giving 10 years of her life to that platform. <laughs> uh, what about you, Brie? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me in Space Cat Gal on Twitter. And even though I haven't been on there as long as you have, Christina, I feel like I've done more tours of duty. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> so I think that counts in some definition. So, Oh, it definitely counts. Although, <laughs> did you get engaged on the platform? Because, no. you know. Frank can't no. use Twitter. You know that. He doesn't Frank, even Frank, know what Twitter yeah. is. He barely knows what Twitter is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am having a picnic on Twitter at Doom Quasar. You can find my videos at youtube.com slash polygon. And of course, you can find me on Rocket every week where I talk with my mouth hole. Um, and if you want other people to hear us talk about stuff, you should recommend this show to them. Let them know that it's cool and you have a good time with it. And if you feel like it, of course, you can always leave a review with Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.